Hey, would you like to know the real reason your dream isn't working? Well, I've got some clear guidelines for you. And I also got a contest where you can tell others how you keep negatives out of your life right here on the 48 Days Podcast. Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. Well, here we go. We're going to be taking care of business, as always, on how to find or create work that's meaningful. Hey, thanks for being a listener of this podcast. Man, I love hearing from you and being allowed to think through the questions we all have about finding or creating work that matters for people who care. So here's some of the questions we're going to be looking at today. And uh, I've got kind of a theme. I I've often go through questions that come in. And uh, in as much as we talk a lot about entrepreneurial things, about doing business on your own, not being in a traditional workplace. I know a lot of you have real jobs and certainly that's okay. You know, a lot of you have figured out how to make that work well. A lot of you are looking for opportunities to do things on the side. And a lot of you are thinking about someday that three years from now, when we ask that specific question, you know, if we were meeting three years from today, what would have to happen in your life, both personally and professionally, for you to be happy about where you are? A lot of you are real clear, you'd like to be out of the traditional workplace and doing something on your own. So lots of those, but today I'm going to be looking more at people who do have jobs and some of the comments that they have. There's so much volatility right now. So many people leaving, so many people just going down the street and finding something else. You know, there's a whole lot of that happening. Millions every month leaving their jobs. So there's some interesting things that are going on there. So here's some of the questions that We've gotten in here recently. Dan, you're making me hate my job more. I think I should stop listening. You know, it's really not that uncommon that I get those kind in where they say listening just makes them realize how miserable they are now and uh, they're not sure they should be listening. Well, you need to make that decision, but I hope you keep listening. And then the next one, right after that, you know, you're making me hate my job more. I think I should stop listening. Next one I pulled says, your podcast is inspiring. It's forced me to revisit a dream that I've considered giving up on. And then next one, I have an ideal job, but I really hate it. And then there's this, Dan, I've been in a rut for 10 years, maybe longer, where I'm merely existing, going through the motions. I'm not happy about any area of my life. And this, I've been with the same company for seven years as a quality assurance clerk. The work is mundane, and the leadership in the office is weak. All right, so there, I, I don't want this to be all negative, and it's certainly not going to be, because I'm going to give you some real tips as to how to make your dream come true. It's a basic principle that I can't wait to share with you. So our quotation comes from Earl Nightingale. Now, I'm going to be referencing The Strangest Secret today, that little audio recording that impacted me so much as a poor teenage farm kid. But this comes from Real Nightingale, who said, people are always blaming their circumstances for what they are. I don't believe in circumstances. The people who get on in this world are the people who get up and look for the circumstances they want. And if they can't find them, make them. Okay, so that's going to be kind of a theme for today. And our resource 
I'm going to link you to The Strangest Secret. You've heard me talk about that. It's a short audio. There's a real clean YouTube version of it. So, I mean, you can go find it if you want to, but I've got one that that I really prefer. It's a real clean link to it, and I'll put that in the show notes as well. But it's The Strangest Secret. I want you to hear that. There's a lot of reason for that. Now, as you know, if you submit your question and I use it here, I'll send you an autographed copy of 48 Days to the Work You Love, the little form. If you go to 48days.com slash askdan, you'll see where you can leave your message here and you can either do it using the microphone and just speak it, or you can write it out. Either way is fine, but it'll ask for your address as well. So I have those and I usually send those out the same day that I record the podcast. So sometimes you get that even before the podcast goes up. So here's the real reason your dream isn't working. Let me just think through this with me. If some dude shows up and knocks on your door and you see that, golly, he has a snarl on his face, he has a sword in one hand and a hand grenade in the other, on his belt he has a honey knife and on one side, on the other other side he has an axe, he's wearing really muddy boots, you going to just swing the door open and invite him in? Well, of course not. You're going to say, hey, go away, dude, slam the door and lock the deadbolt. You wouldn't want him in your house or in your presence. But you know what? See, your mind is like a house. Your mind is your house. You also have a door there and you can choose who to let in and who to keep out. Now, when I was that 13-year-old farm kid in Ohio, I knew my future you know, it was pretty clear. It was to go to school as long as the state required it. And then I'd join my dad in the family farming operation. I'd milk cows 365 days a year. I'd bale hay in the heat of summer. I would never have a real vacation. It just doesn't happen when you're milking cows every day. But then I got a hold of that little audio recording titled The Strangest Secret by Earl Nightingale. And the primary message on there is we become what we think about. And I questioned, you know, was it really possible for me as a poor farm kid to change the direction of my life by simply controlling what I allowed into my mind, what I thought about, what I allowed into my house? Now, some of you have let some pretty shady characters into your house, and you may have opened the door for worry or doubt, insecurity, low self-confidence. I mean, these are all things I hear on a daily basis, you know, complaining, blaming. Or the four horsemen identified by John Gottman as the predictors of divorce, the destroyers of any relationships, criticism, contempt, defensiveness, and stonewalling. I mean, some of you, I think you have built a special room in your house for fear or the feelings of being small, not good enough, or not deserving of having your dreams come true. I mean, surely no one in your family could ever really be that successful. Well, you may need to walk through your house and do some evictions. I mean, worry? Guess what? Your lease is up. It's time to move out. Fear? I'm doing some remodeling. There's not going to be a room for you here anymore. Now, this isn't just some, you know, mind game, some positive thinking thing. This is making the decision for who gets to live in your mind, your own private house. Now, this is where I want you to go pull up that video of The Strangest Secret. Read some of the comments there. 
And then you decide what you're going to do. Now, some of the comments are like, the best 35 minutes of 2022. My life will never be the same again. Unbelievably great content. Here's another one. I really can't stress how impactful this recording is. The month I first did the 30-day test, I made more money than I could have ever imagined making. I regularly come back to this recording whenever I feel like I'm in a rut, and I can say that it is legitimately life-changing. I truly believe that from this day forward, I will never go back to my bad habits and will achieve a degree of success even beyond my goals. Now, he references there the 30-day test. That's really commonly recommended that you listen to this recording every day for 30 days. Now, I'm going to recommend that. I'd love to have some of you try that. Just try it. I mean, would you? 35 minutes. I mean, what could you lose? But I can absolutely say with 100% confidence, it will change your life. You will not be the same person. No matter where you're starting from, no matter how good or how poor things are, you'll never be the same again. Now, here's what Earl Nightingale talks about in there. Out of every 100 individuals who start out at the age of 25 believing they will be successful in life, only five will have achieved success by their definition of success by the time they're 65. Only five. Now, why is that? Do those five people know something that the other 95 don't? Well, he's saying, yes, they do. They know the strangest secret. And the strangest secret is that process of deciding what you're going to think about, who you're going to let in your house, how you control your thinking to move you toward the dream life, move you toward the goals you have identified, and to avoid all those distractions, the interruptions, the things that will keep you from moving in that direction. Now, here's, here's just a short insert. That little recording really did rock my world when I was a 13-year-old kid. That little recording became the first product of Nightingale Conant, the big company out of Chicago that has audio material from what I call the Masters of Achievement. I mean, all the great names, all the big greats, the old ones, Dennis Waitley, I mean, Norman Vincent Peale, Earl Nightingale, Napoleon Hill, um, Alex Zig Ziglar, Jim Rohn, all those, all those had programs there. Well, I won't go into the whole detail, but I became a, I became a customer of that company with that first little recording. And I was a voracious listener. Those programs over and over and over again, I would listen to. Well, along the way, clearly, you know, I wrote some material of my own. And a few years ago, Nightingale Conant contacted me and said that they had researched what I was doing. They had tested my material, primarily the 48 Days to the Work You Love content, with their audience. And they wondered, would I be willing to come to Chicago They would pay me well to do that and create a six-hour program, audio program, that they would title Dream Job. Well, I was thrilled to do that and to have content that was put me in the same category as those Masters of Achievement. I mean, what an incredible lifetime honor. I mean, one of the pinnacle points of my life to do that. Well, here's another real quick, real quick deal. So The Strangest Secret was a really big deal. Obviously, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, one of those contemporaries of Earl Nightingale, was a big deal as well. Here's how, a couple years ago, I got a list from Nightingale Conant of the top-rated 
programs that they've ever had. With all those people, of course, in later years, they've had Deepak Chopra, Tony Robbins, Tony Alessandra, uh, Brene Brown, people like that, a lot of those. So they had their audiences rate their programs, the top 30 customer-rated programs. Number one is The Art of Exceptional Living by Jim Rohn. Number two, The Universal Laws of Success and Achievement by Brian Tracy. Number three, Dream Job by Dan Miller. And here's what blows my mind. Number four, just one below that, is The Strangest Secret by Earl Nightingale. Number six is Think and Grow Rich. When I consider that my content is ranked like that, I mean, it's hard for me to imagine where I came from as that 13-year-old farm kid. And a lot of it has to do with The Strangest Secret. Now, here's what I want to do. You know, in, in the dream job, in, in the program that I've created there, and I'm not, I didn't intend to just promote that, but I want to tell you about it. It's one that we don't sell. I mean, that comes directly from Nightingale Conant. That was a publishing agreement that I had with them. I get royalty checks on those as they sell, but I don't really have any direct connection to that. It lists for $239.95. And it has in there, you know, how to tell if you're trapped in a job that's wrong for you. The most dangerous thing you can do in today's work climate. Why you can stop worrying that age is a barrier to finding or forging a new career path. Um, The surest, quickest way to entrepreneurial success. And there's lots of other things in there that I have. But here's what I want to do. I want you to think through, what are you doing to control your thinking? I want to have a little, let's just kind of set this up. This is the end of July, 2022. So we're just getting ready to go into a new month. Let's make August the month. I mean, that's a great time to be setting the stage, setting your mindset for the coming year. So do that, set your mindset for the coming year. And of course, my recommendation is go ahead and listen to that recording every day in August. I mean, I I get chills thinking about what it could do to change your life as it has mine. So we're going to do this. I want you to tell me your story. Make it, so let's say around a thousand words. I mean, I don't want, you know, War and Peace manuscript, but say around a thousand words, 800 to a thousand words, whatever, somewhere in there. Tell me your story about how you're controlling your thinking. What shaped you to be the person you are today? What did you do to change the direction of your life? What are you doing daily to keep the negatives out of your house? So just write that out. It'll help confirm those things for you. And then from those submitted by, let's make it September 5th. So we can go all the way through the month of August. I'll remind you a few times as we go along. But by September 5th, submit your story. And I'll choose two people to interview right here in the podcast. And I'll give you each a physical copy of that Dream Job program. So again, you can submit your story just on Go to 48days.com slash askdan. You can just put it in there if you want to. Um, That's the easiest way to get it straight to me. So have fun with that. But wow, I mean, again, I'm excited thinking about the possibilities and stories that we'll be able to share here about what it did for you. Again, when you see the comments there on the YouTube video for The Strangest Secret, you'll get evidence that a whole lot of other people have experienced this and gone on to... Do amazing kind of things. 
All right, let's look a little bit at the workplace, and then I got some questions that I want to jump into. There was a, a tech recruiter who posted on LinkedIn about having lost her job before she actually started. So she's 29-year-old 20, Stephanie, got a call in May telling her she'd been laid off days before she was due to start. About 20 minutes before she got the notice, she signed a one-year lease on an apartment that was real close to where she was going to work. So before she even started the job, she was let go. Now, it's a big company, and it was the real public. They were downsizing, announced a hiring freeze. And so she that's the way it went down. She says, yeah, she saw, she says, yeah I signed an apartment lease 15 minutes before my manager called me to tell me the news. They compensated her six weeks of pay. Uh, if she'd gone through a month-long process of interviews and screenings. Anyway, she says, I'm devastated, hurt, disappointed, but not giving up. Now, she wrote a little bit in there about how, you know, she knew there was probably some good to come out of that, but she just shared her story. Well, that went viral for some reason, got over 5 million views. And because of that, she had offers or she had interviews I shouldn't say offers, but she had interviews with companies like Amazon, TikTok, Lyft, Disney, Logitech. I mean, she got a whole lot of interviews out of that and was able to really choose her next her next opportunity. Now, I, I, I share that simply because you don't have to go hide in a hole if something like that happens to you. You can share. If you do share, don't trash the company and make sure you share what your strengths are. I mean, it's a way to activate other people. And sometimes just being emotionally vulnerable like that and sharing, this is something that I didn't want to happen. You know, a lot of times on social media, we only see the really good things that are happening to people. You know, don't be afraid to share. Wow, I tried this and it didn't work out very well. You know, bummer. I'm going to redirect and go a different direction. So that really struck a chord with people. She had a lot of people reach out and it opened the door to amazing new opportunities. I need to do a follow-up on that to see if perhaps she got a job that was better than the one she thought she was going to start anyway. All right, let me go into some of these. I want to jump into some of these notes that I get here that we get to that are just regularly complaining about the workplace right now. So, as I mentioned in the, the questions here, are you, listener says, are you making me hate my job? Or more precisely, you, Michael Hyatt, Pat Flynn, and all the others whose podcast I listen to. I'm a service engineer. I spend two to eight hours a day in my car going from customer site to customer site. So I listen to podcasts and audiobooks when I'm driving. I get excited about the possibilities and ideas. I have one listening. And when I think about my job, I hate it more and more. I work 55 to 70 hours a week. And when I finally get home, I'm feeling too exhausted to do much of anything. On the weekends, when I finally get rested up, it's almost time to go back to work, and that frustrates me even more. Would I be better off not listening to the podcast and reading blogs until I'm in a place where I'm not working so much? Benjamin. Here's another one. It's very much like, hello, Mr. Miller. I find myself not reading your emails that come to my email account weekly or listening to your podcast because it forces me to think about how I really need to step out on faith and start living my dream. Okay, now this may ring a bell for some of you or in a position similar to that. So what's the solution here? If you're frustrated with what you're doing, is it better to um, stick your head in the sand 
you know, and and not be exposed to material that's going to give you inspiration and new ideas because you're not going to be able to execute on them anyway. Well, if, if you're content to stay where you are for the next 20 years, then by all means, you know, stop listening. But if you have any desire, if these things really inspire you to move into something else, to do something different, to be better, to have a greater influence and impact yourself, whatever, make more money, whatever it is that you want to accomplish, if those things are true, if you're not totally content and those things are true, then by all means, continue listening. That's how you get little bits and bits of ideas, seeds of you know, knowing where new opportunities are. And in as much as you're working a lot, still do a kind of a, a time check. I mean, we all have 168, eight hours a week. So we start with that. You go through, if you work 70 hours a week, that's okay. You know, reduce that. If you have commute time, reduce that. Put in eight hours a night for sleep. Wow, you got that. You got other things. I mean, I've got a little diagram how you can go through all this. And most of us end up with about 48 hours a week that's pretty unaccounted for. Choose in that time. I mean, I don't think there's anybody. I don't care if you are working 70 hours a week. I still believe you can find 10 to 15 hours to work on a redirection. Use our 15-hour-a-week plan to identify what is it that you want to do. You know, start putting your toe in the water. You can start with some ideas. You know, start generating some income. On the side, there's a whole lot of ways you can do this to create a soft transition, and I recommend to use 15 hours a week until you're generating 50% of your current work income. And then you can have the confidence that using the rest of the time, if you were to quit your job, you can really close the gap. Now, that's if you want to move into something outside of a traditional job. If you want to just find a job, it's even easier. It's way easier to do that, to use that 15 hours a week to come up with your contact list, make those contacts, do interviews, have something solidly in place that you're moving to. But don't let yourself think. This is one of those negative thinking to say that you don't have any time. You're working too much. You're too exhausted. You're worn out. I mean, that's just one of those negative thoughts that's going to trap you into your life continuing just as it is now. You can do it. Trust me. All right. Hi, Dan. This comes from Philip. Your podcast is inspiring. It's forced me to revisit a dream that I've considered giving up on. I'm 28 years old. I'm an Nissan and master technician. For the last five years, I've been studying engineering at night, and I'll have a bachelor's in mechanical engineering soon. I've always been very passionate about cars, specifically racing them. While I realize that I probably won't become a successful racing driver, I do have the skills and passion required for other racing-related jobs. I have a family and think that taking a stable engineering job would be best for them. Should I save racing for a hobby later or pursue it as a career? A regular automotive engineering job would be great too, but might require moving across the country. I want to be passionate about my career, but I also want to do the responsible thing for my family. Well, those those are not counterposed, being responsible and also following your passion. There's too many opportunities in what you're describing. And I love the fact that at 28 years old, Gal, you're young, you're just about to finish your bachelor's degree in mechanical engineering. You already are a master technician. How? I mean, there's so much happening in racing. There's so many different, golly, different leagues of car racing at this point. 
you know, to explore the opportunities there. There's thousands and thousands of opportunities for you, you to use your skills as an engineer or a technician in that arena. You know, just believe that there's an opportunity that's a really good fit for you. Sure, it may require, you know, it may, may give you the opportunity rather to travel a couple weekends a month. That could be a really cool thing if you do that and scratch that itch about being around car racing. You may be able to be home for four days out of the week. I mean, that's okay. Do that. You don't. You aren't forced to work Monday through Friday, and that's it. Car racing obviously takes a place a lot on the weekends. That's cool, but explore. I mean, just just think about all the things that are connected with racing that you could do. You could be an announcer. You could be a statistician. You know, you could be somebody that's tracking performance as the race is going on. You could be working in the pits somewhere. You could be in charge of communication from the pit out to the race car drivers. You know, you could work actually in, in the pit when the guys come in. You have some role there. I mean, just start listing. You ought to be able to list twenty things. There would be possibilities, there would be applications of what you're thinking about doing, things that would allow you to be directly connected to the racing arena. Now, obviously, beyond that, you know, there's positions be, kind of behind the scenes that are more engineering related or design related. You could be um, you know, involved in a test track where they're testing new automotive kind of engineering, aerodynamics and all that. I got a, a note from a podcast listener just last week inviting me to meet him. Uh, he's an attorney inviting me to meet him in Atlanta at the Porsche driving driving track. And we're going to do that. We're going to do that in October. I mean, what a cool thing. He says, hey, I've never met you in person. Let's take care of that. So we're just uh, setting a date and we're going to go to there and drive, you know, new Porsches on the racetrack. I mean, what a cool experience. I mean, I'm not, I'm not looking for something that would get me into doing it full time. But uh, believe me, I look for ways to scratch my itch about being involved with car racing as well. Mark says, I have an ideal job, but I really hate it. I have a great work-life balance and work three days a week. And I'm with my young kids the other days. But work itself isn't enjoyable. I feel like those days I'm punching the clock and looking forward to leaving. The job isn't fulfilling, but it's so ideal. I want to make a career change. It will likely mean I work more days. I'm not adverse to working more. I'm a doctor and worked for long hours for many years. The new career change would mean more leadership opportunity and work more hours. But I'd enjoy my work more, but I feel guilty because it means less time with my kids. I've tried to enjoy my current position, but I don't think I can. What's better, more work more in a job you'd love or less in a job you dislike. Wow. Yet what a, what a tough choice to lay it out like that as one or the other. I mean, I am I'm one of those, you know, I want to have it all. I want to have the ideal. I don't like either or choices. I like both and choices. So it sounds like what you've got here, you know, is working well for you. Now, again, there's a couple ways that I would encourage you to look at this, Mark. One is, don't expect all of your fulfillment to come from your work anyway. Work is just simply one tool for a successful life. It's not the only thing. And also, recognize the seasons of life that we go through. If your children are small right now and spending time with them is really important, well, they're going to grow up in a blink of an eye. I mean, depending on the ages, you know, the next five years may be really critical in terms of them becoming teenagers, more independent. And at that point, it may not be as critical for you to be spending this amount of time with them. 
accept that. You, nothing has to happen instantly. You know, there are things that I plan for, you know, 15 years in the future that because of different family dynamics and all, I was then able to pursue. I mean, now I, I, at this point, my children are grown and gone. I mean, they have lots of contact, but they aren't living here. It's much different than when they were small. Thus, I work more now than when they were small. I mean, even though it's it's not as critical that I work a lot, I just because I enjoy it, I don't have the obligations day-to-day for small children here. So I get to focus more on my work. But just recognize the seasons you're going through. If this really fits right now, if it's an ideal job, again, if it embraces what you're doing professionally as a doctor, wow, don't, don't, burn, don't burn the bridge. But um, I, I'd say look at those two factors. You know, is this a particular season of life? And also just recognize that work is not the, the only thing that's fulfilling in your life anyway. All right. Hey, we're going to blast through a few more here. Got a few more that I want to get in and we'll wrap it up for today. But just a reminder that you are listening to 48 Days Radio. And these are real life questions from people just like you and me who are out there doing work that matters for people who care. If it's not that, you need to do some adjustments. Stick around. And if you got a question like these, they shoot it into me. I love to review those. Consider it an honor to have those come into my mailbox. Just go to 48days.com slash askdan, and you can leave your question there. All right, Victor says, how to break out of the rut? Dan, I've been in one for 10 years, maybe longer, where I'm merely existing, going through the motions. I'm not happy about any area of my life. I read so many self-help, nonfiction material, books, but implementing things seems to be my problem. I've read 48 days, but can't figure out what I should be doing, and I'm very discouraged. I feel like I have nothing to look forward to in life. Just would love to get my life sorted out. I'm 41, feel like I should have accomplished more. I try to make positive habits, but give up and resort to old ones quickly. People ask me, what's the point to all the reading I do as nothing changes and I feel the same way? Would love at least one breakthrough in my life. Lately, I've also neglected my health. All right, Victor. This is one of those things where just understanding the principle can break this habit that you see yourself in. It's not enough just to accumulate more knowledge. I mean, more knowledge just fills your head with more information. I mean, there's a place for that, certainly. But you have to move past that to understanding and application. So instead of reading five books, read one and then do something. Read one and really clearly Follow the principles. There's a book that I'm going to be reviewing this next week in our Eagles community. It's called Deep Work by Cal Newport. Deep Work talks about how we we deal with so many distractions. It it takes 23 minutes and 15 seconds to get back to a level of deep work after there's been a distraction. And when you think about the distractions we have, if it's email or somebody walking in or your phone ringing or you get a text or whatever, I mean, a lot of people don't go in their entire work day in a period of 23 minutes without an interruption. And he's saying you can't really get to where you're doing productive, prioritized work without at least that much time to get into it. And it takes that much time to get back into it. Now, that book transformed my work week. I rearranged my work week because I wanted to have periods of deep work, long periods of time with no interruptions. So I now have everything scheduled that has a schedule 
on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Every meeting I have, every coaching connection I have, you know, live calls that I do with the Eagles community or with my mastermind all happen on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Thursday and Friday, I have no scheduled appointments at all. That's for deep work. That's when I can think and read and study and write, create new content. Got somebody asked in one of the questions coming up if I got anything new coming out. Yes, I do. I'll tell you about that. But that you, you want to do that. Break this cycle of just reading and just accumulating more knowledge. Move to understanding and application. You know, I, I gave you a, a task here. If you listen to The Strangest Secret every day for 30 days, that's taking action. That's taking a specific action, and that'll change your life. And believe me, that'll help you break the pattern you're talking about here as well. Hey, Dan, I was asked this question a few months ago that sounds super easy to answer, but I could not answer it. It is, what would you do if you had a billion dollars? I know it sounds so easy to answer. Most people would say something like, you know, start my own business, which is an awesome idea. I wish I would be able to do this someday, but I have no idea what kind of business or what kind of thing I would want to do. I do have a steady job now in aerospace, but it's not fulfilling my life at all. I have no idea what to do. I wanted to see if you had any advice where I could go from here so I can figure out something to that answer. Well, I think it's, I think it's a great question. You know, if you had a billion dollars, how would your life change? If you can't come up with anything, your life is probably going to be pretty boring. And in one of the things that causes people to age very quickly is not having any purpose. Now, I happen to live in a community where there's a lot of people who have done very well financially, and a lot of them thought the American dream was simply to work your tail off. It's something you didn't particularly enjoy if you needed to. It didn't matter. Just work until you kind of tipped the scale financially and had enough money that you didn't have to work again, so thus you quit the stinking job. That's kind of the American dream. Well, that's a horrible, horrible model. And those people, I mean, if you get enough money at 52 years old to quit, what are you going to do for the next 40 years, 50 years? That's a pretty sad scenario if you get up and don't have anything meaningful to do. So no matter what your financial position is, you ought to get up every morning with a clear sense of what your purpose is, you know, what your passion is, how you can put legs on that. So if you had enough money that you didn't need to generate money from a business or work, I mean, that's cool, but there still ought to be things that cause you to get up in the morning with a clear sense of purpose. And if you can't identify it here, go back to just the basic process in 48 Days to the Work You Love and identify what are your skills and abilities? What are your personality traits? How do you relate to other people? What kind of environments are you most comfortable in? And then the third area being, what are your values, dreams, and passions? So three areas. What are your skills and abilities? What are your personality traits? What are your values, dreams, and passions? And from those, you ought to be able to get a clear sense of how you would spend your time whether it produces income or not. How would you spend your time? So I hope that helps. Bob, I changed change, change your name to Bob there since you had a unique name and says, please keep my name private. All right, Chuck says, I've been an electromechanical technician for the last 30 years, but now at my age, I'm getting to where I can't do the things I used to. I would try sales, but don't know how to show transferable skills on my resume and show past employment that doesn't look like a technician resume. Help. 
Well, there's a couple ways to do a resume. You can do a, a functional resume or a chronological resume. A chronological resume just simply lists where you've worked, what your title was there, what you did. That's very common, but you don't have to do that. You can do a functional resume, which highlights areas of competence that you have. So right at the beginning has a skill summary where you identify two or three things that you do really well. And those are things that you could have done as a volunteer in your community or working through your kid's school, you know, or something you did through your church, you know, or you helped build houses for Habitat for Humanity. I mean, it could be anything. So build your resume so it highlights the things you want to continue doing, even if those do not correlate to jobs that you've had. Very, very common today's environment. And especially if you want to be in sales, my goodness, you don't have to have a whole lot of uh, specific anything if you can convince people that you can, in fact, sell. And a lot of people will give you that opportunity because most sales positions are going to be heavily compensated based on results that you produce. So there's there, everybody wins if you go out and can actually produce and do well with that. The next question here kind of relates to that as well. David says, I've been with the same company for seven years as a quality assurance clerk. The work is mundane and the leadership in the office is weak. After listening to you, Tony Robbins, Les Brown, Zig Ziglar, I realized that I've been depositing my faith and belief in the wrong place by not putting those things into myself. Uh, one of your past blog posts comes to mind, and that was one on hourly pay will keep you poor. I'm ready to make a change. I want to switch to selling real estate. I don't know how to sell, but I know I can learn and be great at it. What people, books, and resources can I get invested in to learn the craft of selling? David, well, there, there's a whole lot of things out there you can do to learn how to sell. Now, it ought to be something that you're really comfortable with. As a matter of fact, well, well, let me just use as an example. We used to live in Southern California, in Anaheim, and we'd love to just pop down to Tijuana, Mexico, down there. Well, down there, no price is a set price. Everything is negotiable. So if I want to buy a cape for Joanne, I remember one situation in particular, and we start, and you negotiate back and forth. Now, she's very uncomfortable with that process. But if you're a sales guy, you should be very comfortable with that. You know, hey, what about this? What about that? You know, what if I gave you, you know, you know, just negotiate. If you're comfortable with that, then you're probably going to be pretty okay with selling. Now, it is something. It's not something I'm not implying by any means that it's just either you are or you aren't. I don't believe in this, you're a born salesman. You may be good at talking with people, but you learn the skill of selling, just like you learn to be an auto mechanic or a roofer. You learn how to do that well. So if you get Zig Ziglar, you said you are listening to Zig Ziglar. Zig Ziglar's Secrets of Closing the Sale is still probably the very best one source for learning how to sell well. There's that. There's material by Tommy Hopkins, which is really good. Brian Tracy has the psychology of selling. And then when it comes specifically to real estate, there's a whole lot of content out there that can help you in real estate. Joe Stump has a program, S-T-U-M-P-F is his last name, Joe Stump, great guy. He has a program just to help people know how to get referrals. He says after you sell three houses, you should never have to prospect again. You should never have to go look for houses to sell. 
because people will bring you referrals if you really understand how to do that well. So those are some people you can do. You can certainly jump into that. David, David, and uh, I love what you're talking about. I mean, I love these kind of transitions. You don't have to be stuck in what you're doing because you've done it for the last seven years. You can decide you're going to make a, a change. And when you decide, boom, that means you're going to stop something. You're going to go in a new direction. And if you believe it, let the right people into the house of your mind, as we've been talking about, you can make that transition. David says also, P.S., is there a new Dan Miller book in the works? Yes, there is a new Dan Miller book in the works. It's um, I'm holding the sample in my hand right here. It's wonderful to hold. It's soft and pliable. You can bend it. It's uh, got a, a simulated leather cover. It's got color all the way through every single page. It's got an eagle on the background on every page. And at the very top of the page, there's a little tiny eagle on a line. And when you open it on the first page, it's the very top on the left-hand side. As you thumb through the book, that little eagle moves across the page, all the way across the page. Really cool little feature. It's got a satin ribbon as a bookmark in there. It's a beautiful, beautiful piece. It's titled An Understanding Heart, and it's being produced in China as we speak. And uh, this being the end of July, I'm planning to have those probably by the middle of September. Takes a little while, but it's all approved. It's 406 pages long. It's 95 short segments. A lot of those blog posts that I've done, but mostly things that nobody has seen before other than just the few members of my mastermind. But yes, that's coming out. I'll keep you posted on that. Thrilled to have that in the works. So again, let me just wrap up here. Let me just kind of wrap up with what we're going to be doing, what we talked about here. We're going, to, we're going to title this Living the Strangest Secret, that contest that I shared. You've got now, from now till through September 5th, to submit your story. So during the month of August, do what you're doing to close the door of your mind to those negative things that are holding you back and to open the door to the things that are going to build your confidence, your self-esteem. Remove doubt, remove fear, worry, all those things. Those are the things that you're going to get out of your life so you can move toward your dream. So tell me what you're doing to control your thinking. What shaped you to be the person you are today? What did you do to change the direction of your life? And then what are you doing now daily to keep the negatives out of your house? I mean, I have things that I do daily that are really critical to how I start my day to keep those negatives out of my house. Even today, years after I listen to that first audio, The Strangest Secret, years ago. So about a thousand words. And again, I'll choose two people to interview right here in the podcast. And I'll give you each a physical copy of the Dream Job program. So there's that. Hey, remember a quotation? I want to just go back to that. Earl Nightingale said, people are always blaming their circumstances for what they are. I don't believe in circumstances. The people who get on in this world are the people who get up and look for the circumstances they want. And if they can't find them, make them. And then, of course, our resource, I'll put that in the link. It's the video, the cleanest video that I find out there, the one that I always recommend of The Strangest Secret itself. So you can go find that on your own if you want, but there's a link in our show notes. Just go to our podcast page at 48 Days, and you can see it there. So thanks for listening. Thanks for sending in your questions, for being the kind of person who is open to growing, willing to kick some of those people out of your house and let new ones in for being a powerful force for making the world a better place. You know, hey, I encourage you to share this episode with three of your friends. 
We're also committed to personal growth. You know what I'm going to say here. They'll thank you for it. And if you become known for positivity, for offering hope and encouragement to others, and you open the door to them, to new resources like this, they're going to, it's going to elevate you. The credibility that you have in their eyes, be that person and then stay committed to your belief that we can, without a shadow of a doubt, find or create work that is meaningful, purposeful, and profitable. Have a great week. Be back next week with more from 48 Days Radio.